0: Hello, thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Director of Communications at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, I'm happy to introduce my guest, Kevin Quinlan. He's an entrepreneur and principal in the built environment and building design industries with a 16-year track record of success in quality on project design engineering execution and quality assurance. He currently serves as the principal of Mintropy, which provides mechanical, electrical, plumbing, and fire protection consulting engineering services across various market sectors and industries. Kevin is a registered professional engineer and provides professional engineering services nationwide. Additionally, he serves as a board member of a nonprofit organization that provides guidance and resources with an emphasis on -on one-on-one support for cancer fighters and caregivers. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Lovely to have you today.
1: Lovely to be here. Thank you, Bethany
0: great so for our listeners let's get to know you a little bit better learn about your background what kinds of things have you been working on uh, before where you're at now which is intersecting in cannabis
1: yeah sure so um i guess we can start from kind of the the early stages but um I have always been a very curious uh, individual, uh, mostly intrigued with with the physical world, how it works. Um, you know, from an early age, why, what causes rain, what uh, what brings the sun up and, uh, in the morning, and why does it set at night? Uh, very fond of guys like uh, Fermi, Newton, Oppenheimer. Um, you know, I knew from a very young age that that science was um, something that was a particular fascination of mine and also a, a strength, which kind of uh, the two coinciding with one another uh, sort of gave way to the career path that I eventually got into. Um, you know, I can remember back being an eight year old and reading the 1988 uh, uh, book, The Way Things Work. Uh, cover to cover, uh, in a few days, which was really strange for me. Um, I, I um, not much of a, uh, one to, to read a, a 400 page book. Um, just something that was very, uh, curious and, um, and ex- exploratory, uh, for me, um, kind of like watching, a, 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 a binging a Netflix series or something like that at the time, um, Anyways, I went on to um, study physics in college, uh, ended up with an undergraduate degree in physics and mathematics, and then went on to uh, attend graduate school in mechanical engineering. I um, chose mechanical because I um, more interested in dynamic systems than, than say, uh, static systems like structural or, or whatnot. Um, after I finished up college, um, I was lined up with a job to go downstate in Illinois um, to Caterpillar, work for Caterpillar, um, but wasn't 100% confident that um, the town of Peoria or moving away from home was, was um, really what I wanted to do. So I decided to kind of explore the job market in the city of Chicago and, and see what else Uh, What else might be out there for me? Um, Landed a interview with a a firm then called Tang and Associates. This is uh, back in like 2006, which is a big architectural and engineering firm located in downtown Chicago, worked on all sorts of large scale city projects, 90 story buildings, large government projects, so on, etc. So I I took the job there and and started working as a mechanical engineer in commercial building design and and joined there. They called then their mission critical team, which really focused on data center design and and, um, uh, alike. Um, uh, uh, Held that position for a while, uh, did did several other things in the industry, um, also worked in industrial uh, facility design, um, and then eventually kind of got the curiosity and, and got the confidence under my feet to, to start something, um, that was uniquely my own. So I was ready to, to venture off and, and, and give this, uh, uh get out of corporate America and, and, and give uh, myself a shot and <clears throat> came up with this, um, uh, word mintropy, which is a combination of minimize and entropy, entropy for those of you that don't know what entropy is, is um, sort of the, the quantification, if you will, of, of disorder, or we could think of it as, as chaos. Um, uh, so the the, 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 word mintropy is kind of a play on words. It's, um, you know, the idea of our firm is trying to minimize chaos, both from a, um a design perspective um, but also from kind of just a life perspective. there's a lot of things that I think that um, that weigh us down in our day-to-day lives that um, if, if we can sort of sidestep those things I think life presents itself in a much more uh, lively and light fashion um, um, So anyways that's kind of uh, how we got from you know there to here
0: yeah. Yeah, well, streamlining chaos is is one of my specialties, so I can appreciate (laughs) that. So with that history of where you're at now, where did the intersection with the cannabis movement and cannabis industry come in there? What's what's your connection to to cannabis?
1: Yeah, so that's a that's a great question. you know, I think there's a lot of different ways that we can peel that back. But I think firstly, when we're talking about from a business perspective, um, you know, we, we've, we our principal function as Mintropy is mechanical electrical plumbing engineers, MEP engineers, um, and we design HVAC, uh, lighting systems, plumbing systems, fire protection. All of these systems are typically hidden behind walls. Uh, the occupants in these spaces really don't know they exist for the most part. Um, so, uh, you know, our jobs are full of uh, very high level design, difficult, uh, uh, complicated systems. And uh, for the most part, most people don't know what we do. So, um, you know, and, uh, from that perspective, cannabis offers us a completely different world in, in the cannabis arena particularly in the cultivation arena um our systems are front and center they're out for everybody to see they um are the lifeblood really of what's producing these plants and you know for me that's really 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 cool and that's really special um, and an opportunity to showcase our our work Uh, secondly i i find you know going back to the earlier conversation i find uh natural systems our physical world uh so cool and uh sort of uh is a core aspect of 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 our business designing in tandem with nature um and creating these real living ecosystems in a precise and precisely controlled environment uh it's it's quite um it's, it's honorable to, to be able to sort of mimic mother nature and all these things, photosynthesis, vapor pressure, deficits, hydrological cycle, so on. Um, and I guess lastly, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a very big believer in, uh, the medicinal benefits of cannabis. Uh, we're still developing an understanding of how, um, this plant can improve our lives you know, from, Pain, antidepressant, anxiety, um, also an advocate of sensible drug policies. Uh, you know the, the war on drugs that that cost um, our criminal justice system you know, billions of dollars. Um, sort of all mm-hmm. these things combined give give me um, um, you know interest in in the field.
0: Yeah, yeah, cannabis definitely has a lot of layers and intersection points that that bring people together it really is a, a community plant as well um, and speaking of community before we take our commercial break you are involved in one of ncia's committees right our facilities design committee which is very active which i appreciate um, tell me what's going on with the committee and your involvement
1: yeah, so I serve uh, on NCI's facility design committee. We are uh, constantly looking for um, to improve standards in the cultivation space. Looking for um, you know not only GMPs but um, design philosophies that improve sustainability, energy, uh, uh, product quality um etc um so um yeah it's a, it's a great committee full of a lot of um very uh, uh important people in the industry I've had an opportunity to uh kind of cross pollinate with uh with committee members uh, very very uh, good good um uh, uh committee to to be a part of and very happy to be a part of it
0: yeah yeah they're super active and and we just published a 5 five-part blog series called everything you wanted to know about facilities design but we're too afraid to ask or something like that Uh, so that's on ncia's website for those who want to check that out as well all right let's go ahead and take our first commercial break and then we'll come back and dive into some conversation about sustainability and cannabis cultivation with kevin quinlan of mintropy stay tuned we'll be right back
2: ncia's cannabis industry voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors traffic jams tailgating pile-ups Ugh, the joys of driving how could it get worse the federal government wants to have a say in what you drive that's right The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
0: All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. We're chatting with Kevin Quinlan and his company, Mintropy, and he's also a member of NCIA's Facilities Design Committee. So let's uh, let's focus a bit on the discussion surrounding sustainability in cannabis cultivation. Um, How can we design our facilities uh, with a focus on that? I mean, it's it is important to focus on our goals for conserving energy, lowering our carbon footprint, protecting the environment overall and our practices. So let's talk a bit about how cannabis is currently grown in the legal market and how much energy it's taking up to yield our crops.
1: Yeah, it's very uh, important subject matter and... Um, the science behind it is continuing to evolve. Um, but as for, because we we focus on indoor cultivation facilities, we kind of focus my attention on that. So, you know, we like to think about indoor cultivation facilities as basically a swimming pool inside of a data center. Uh, you can imagine <laughs> that requiring A lot of uh, cooling and dehumidification as far as quantitatively, as far as how much uh, energy that uses is really a function of how well the facility is designed. Now, if you go back to, you know, the early 2000s, Colorado and so forth, uh, we saw, you know, residential type furnaces being used to... To serve those kind of loads. Um, from a quantitative perspective, we could see anywhere between 50 to 250 kWh per square foot of indoor uh, cultivation space. So it's kind of an, a pretty uh, wide range. Um, but to give you a sense of what that means, it's about five to 10 times higher uh, energy density than a typical commercial building or an office facility. Um, you know, most of the energy that we use in this environment is dedicated to uh, cooling and dehumidification, HVAC purposes, and then lighting. All of these systems can be refined um, and, and designed um, in such a way that um, we can, you know, easily reduce 50%. From our baseline um, energy, uh, if we consider the right types of systems, and um, it really has an effect uh, to an owner's bottom line. It's not just good for the environment, but it um, it's 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 one of those things that really impacts uh, owners and their ability to sort of flourish in this in this market. Um, and as as legalization federal legal, federal legalization becomes a, um, a, um, a, a real, uh, uh, potential, uh, the market will, you know, get more and more competitive prices will, uh, likely drop. And, and th- those that are paying attention to these sorts of things will be ahead of the game. So the, the, the right. name of the game is how do we heat, cool, dehumidify, recycle water and 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 light these facilities uh, more efficiently?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we have the goals in mind of protecting the environment, reducing carbon footprint because it's the right thing to do. But, hey, we're it's an industry. We have to reduce our costs to do that. Also, just the bottom line. So, um is saving the environment through our business practices, you know, is that going to impact our bottom line positively or, or negatively? How, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit of both, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's a very difficult question, I think, um, because you can look at it in so many different perspectives. Um, You know, we could talk, through so many variables, indoor, outdoor. Um, I will say this. Uh, if if we were to compare the cannabis industry to the alcohol industry, alcohol industry uses somewhere between 8 to 10% of their total operating cost of production. Uh, that comes from the energy component. Cannabis, we see anywhere from about 25 to 50% of oh, wow. our total operating costs come from energy. So that's roughly about two to five times higher. Um, it has a very... A real impact on our bottom line, um, yeah, and and it's something that owners have to take very seriously, and those those uh, those con- consequences have to be sort of evaluated in the programming phase, um, the the very early phases before you know th- things are laid out and before somebody starts to build anything. Yeah. Um,
0: so, I mean, there there are some some best practices or smart practices that we as an industry could start implementing right away. I think you mentioned water reclamation, um, geothermal energy comes to mind. I'm I'm sure there's other ways we can design our facilities um, with these creative solutions to reduce uh, traditional energy consumption, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, one of the one of the key topics that we really push in our design is, is something called integral hot gas um, uh, reheat systems and um, essentially what we're doing there one of the, the key aspects of, of of having an indoor cultivation facility is this uh, subject called vapor pressure deficit which is what we sort of create in the in the space it's a a um, uh, the plant basically sees a pressure difference, which allows it to transpire, or, or in other words, it allows it to take, uh, give off water from the plant surface or the leaves. Uh, so we have to maintain this sort of uh, difference in pressure, and, by, and, and the, what really controls that is our dehumidification or how saturated the uh, atmosphere is. Uh, dehumidification requires two things. It requires cooling, subcooling, and then heating. And then, just by it in and of itself, is an inefficient process because we're cooling and he- heating, right? So, the idea of, of, of integrating a, uh, a system that can reuse that energy that we originally use for cooling, take that heat and reject it back into the system is something that we, uh, we always will design in our, uh, uh, our, our systems. Um, a function of that dehumidification, 99% of that water that we feed the plant ends up in the atmosphere, ends up in our HVAC system, and we dehumidify it. we condense that water out. And so we end up with a very large portion of that water that we are feeding the plant in our HVAC system. We want to recycle that water. Um, you know, there's that 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 becomes a little bit more of a subject that we need to talk about, and probably a different episode of how we do that, how yeah. we. Um, uh, Sounds interesting uh, for sure. How we recycle that. But yeah, in terms of a sustainable uh, environment, which this is one of those things that in the outdoor uh, realm, we really can't do, right? Um, um, uh, recycle yeah. um, water. Um, can't control also, the weather. That's uh, This is very true. Um, <laughs> geothermal is another system uh, in terms of heat rejection and coefficients of performance uh, it's uh, it. It doesn't work in every scenario, um, and there are capital uh, expenditures, but in certain uh, in certain environments and certain uh, situations, geothermal is a very real uh, solution, and and that's something that we also like to use um, in our um, uh, toolbox. Uh, yeah, LED and- technologies are also a big one. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'd love to see how that works. Um, The
0: geothermal is really fascinating for sure. Um, We have a couple more minutes before our next commercial break, but I wanted to chat about the ongoing discussion about indoor versus outdoor, which you alluded to as well. Um, There's pros and cons on both sides. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about those higher level issues quickly on both sides as it applies to cannabis cultivation. And Honestly, I'm seeing that cannabis. What we're developing in our industry can impact other agricultural industries as well. Is that right?
1: Yeah. I, in the last five years alone, we've seen a an enormous amount of technology uh, and and uh, interest in the cannabis equipment space, not only from HVAC uh, to lighting to water reclamation, um, you know, we're, we're seeing um, uh, all sorts of different um, uh, extraction equipment, uh, et cetera, innovations in gene, uh, genetic engineering uh, that, Uh, have application for the entire agricultural market. Um, You know, disease resistance, pest resistance, climate tolerance, biomass improvement, all these sorts of things can be applied universally. But I think, you know, talking more about, um, you know, the outdoor versus indoor, uh, comparing the two. Indoor, we really have this, uh, an advantage in terms of the the quality of the crop itself. We have we can precisely control the indoor environment in pretty much every faction. Uh, mold, mildew, pests. You know, we don't have to use um, uh, we, uh, pesticides, um, so yeah. forth. So we have a much higher degree uh, uh, ability to to control our environment and furthermore to control the outcome and, and the, the quality of, of the plant. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that in outdoor we can't produce quality, uh, but we certainly don't have the, um, amount of control that we, uh, do in the indoor environment. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, just costs a little bit more, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that is the, uh, the big, uh, downside of indoor is, is obviously the energy, uh, demands, um, and the costs associated with construction. Um, yeah. so for each, each particular, um, owner and, uh, uh, uh person that's looking to enter the space, that's, that's a decision that they have to sort of evaluate from a capital side and, yeah. um, as well as a future sales side.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's take that commercial break and then we'll come back and wrap up our chat with Kevin Quinlan of Mintropy. Stay tuned, we'll be right back.
2: NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. All right, we're back on NCIA's
0: Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, wrapping up our discussion about facilities design topics with Kevin Quinlan of Mintropy. He's also a member of NCIA's Facilities Design Committee. I mentioned that committee is super active, makes me so happy. Um, And there is that five-part blog series on our website, everything you wanted to know about cannabis facility design, but we're afraid to ask. So that's a really good reference for folks to uh, check out on our website as well. Um, And I wanna mention a couple announcements as well, Um, right around the corner here on Thursday, July 28th, if you're in the state of Colorado, especially if you're in Denver, Uh, register for our Colorado Industry Social. It's a two-hour event, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Thursday, the 28th here in Denver. NCIA members receive complimentary tickets, but if you're not a member yet, you can buy some tickets online as well. Uh, It'll be a nice uh, evening networking cocktail reception style event. Um, We're slowly wading back into the in-person events here after uh taking all these extra precautions these last couple of years um but i'm looking forward to seeing um a lot of colorado ncia members and and folks that are in town there's definitely several members that are coming from out of town to join us so that's exciting and then further down the road um It's been, it'll be more than three years at this point, but in September, September 13th and 14th, 2022, we're finally going back to Washington, D.C. We've been hosting our Lobby Days event over Zoom meetings for mainly our evergreen top tier NCIA members. Uh, But now we're heading back to D.C. for our 10th annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days event, So our government relations team is behind the scenes, getting meetings set up, uh, forming teams of NCIA members as well. So it's important to register early if you know you're gonna go. So so our government relations team can do all that behind the scenes work uh, before we fly out to Washington DC and march around the Capitol. really we're going to the House and Senate buildings to meet with members of Congress and their staffers to talk about the important issues for our industry. And things are a little different now. thanks and no, no thanks to uh, the, the, the folks, um, whatever happened on January 6th. So security is a little tight. So things are gonna function a little bit differently um, we'll, as far as our access into the buildings, but it's gonna be a great event. So be sure to register for lobby days. Yay, events. So as we're wrapping up this episode, um, Kevin, thank you again for being on the show today. Yeah, Thanks definitely. for your- Thank
1: you, Bethany.
0: Yeah, and for your involvement in our facilities design committee. As I mentioned, they're super active. I, I love the blog content and, and podcasts and, and all, these, all this content that you're putting out to share uh, with, with the industry so that we can be better, stronger, faster <laughs> and everything in between. Um, where can folks find out more about you and your company?
1: Yeah, they can reach us at um, uh, Mintropy www mintropy uh, We have a, uh, a a page that you can input any questions that you have, or uh, our our main line is on the website as well. Feel free to give us a call. We are uh, uh, we we enjoy speaking with people. Uh, that have questions or any concerns uh, we're very relationship oriented at Mentropy we'd rather uh shake hands uh and and um understand people's problems and um uh, and, and and fuel our own curiosity and try to come up with answers so um any of those work um happy to um to answer project questions as well so that's a that's a great place to start
0: Great. Thank you again, Kevin. And for our listeners interested in any of those events I mentioned, or the blog series, everything you want to know about cannabis facility design, but we're afraid to ask, just head to our website, thecannabisindustry.org. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time.
2: Opinions expressed
0: on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cannabis radio.com Any rebroadcast,
2: republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.